Then, of course, after that, that in a very short amount of time, in just decades, your religion pretty much went around the world. Faster than anything before it. Went all around the world and then sustained itself. Yes, we have uh, been persecuted and we have faced oppression and we face oppression. But still today, Islam goes around the world. Even through its difficulties, you see the refugees. Many of them, for some reason, are Muslim. Whatever that is, by design, by... Of course, by decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, in Germany, you have a certain number of Muslims, like a lot of Turks and others, and then suddenly you get from all these other countries, you get these refugees. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned, Allah knows best for the next 50, 50 to 100 years. We don't know. But we are praying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us part of the positive change. Because I'm finding these verses, when I read these, I find them extremely uh, hopeful in all of the doom, the gloom that is, the, that is there. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Hamdan Kathiran, Tayyiban, Mubarakan, Fih, Mubarakan, Alehi, Kama, Yuhibu Rabbuna, Wayarba, Jayhi, Wala, Alihi, Wasahbihi, Wabaraka, Wasalamat, Sliman, Kathiran, Ilayomidin, Amma Bad. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل اللهم مالك الملك تؤتي الملك من تشاء وتنزع الملك ممن تشاء وتعز من تشاء وتذل من تشاء بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير تولج الليل في النهار وتولج النهار في الليل وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الميت من الحي وترزق من تشاء بغير حساب So as with yesterday we are looking at some of the prominent verses and the pearls of the Qur'an or the gems of the Qur'an. And this is one verse which always uh, people notice. It's uh, verse 26 and 27. Verses 26 and 27 of Surah Ali Imran. And I'm sure you've heard and thought about it and had seen it quoted as well. So firstly, let me just uh, translate it for you so we know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in general here. Uh, it's an address to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Say, O Allah, Lord of all kingdom, Lord of all dominions, Lord of everything, you give kingdom and dominion ownership to whom you will, and you take it away from whom you will. It's up to you who you give it to. And you exalt whom you will, and you abase and humiliate whom you will. In your hands is all good. In your power is all good, and surely you are all powerful. The next verse is, you cause the day to enter the night, and the, and you bring, and, and the night to enter the day, and you bring the dead out of the living or rather you bring the living out of the dead and you bring the dead out of the living 
and you give provision to whom you will without account as much as uh, uh, in an imme immeasurable way. So there's a lot in here. There's a lot in these verses and uh, essentially our, you could say that our uh, deen, our aqidah, our belief uh, depends on this verse because once we understand this verse, we understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we understand uh, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and what his scope is. So firstly, uh, we'll take this bit by bit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, O Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say this in a way that you're glorifying your Lord and you're magnifying him because this statement that you're going to make is something about glorifying Allah and showing his might and greatness. And you're also showing your dependence on him. That's why this is a very powerful verse and you'll understand. And also, when you're saying this, you must be thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and showing your gratitude to him. And you must be essentially consigning all your matters to him. So say it in this state. We can do it the same way. This is what the Prophet ﷺ was told to do it in that way. We also want to do it in that way. So uh, we say the same thing. Allahumma malikal mulk, tu'til mulka man tasha. Oh Allah, the owner of all kingdom. So one is people have kingdom, but you're the owner of all kingdom, all sovereignty, all ownership, everything. Lakal mulku kullu. You have everything in your hands. And then you give it to whom you wish. So anyone else that has it, the kings of the world that we know. The, the, and when we're talking about kingdom here, we don't have to talk about it always in this macro sense of kingdom, the king of England or the king of um, Saudi Arabia or whichever other country has kings. This kingdom is on any level. We have our own little kingdoms. If you have your own family, you have a residence, you have your car, you have your business. That's your little kingdom. So it's the same thing whether we're talking about the major kingdom and we think that's too far-fetched. This is the same thing for us. Our little kingdom, our little sovereignty that we have, that we consider our own, is given by Allah. So it's the same thing whether it's uh, masses of land or whether it's our little house. You, you give the kingdom to whom you wish and you pull it away from whom you wish. There's been many who were the kings or rulers and they were taken away. Some, uh, they were disgraced at the last moments of their life when they're 80 years old, like certain um, in the Arab Spring, certain leaders, they literally had to go to prison or in exile at the end of their life after literally enjoying their lives in a way for the first 60, 70 years of their life. Some of them end up with diseases. It's taken away from them. Nothing lasts. Nothing lasts at all. That's the thing about kingdoms. Today, it's the superpowers of the West. It wasn't there 200 years ago or 150 years ago or even 100 years ago. Tomorrow, it's going to be something else. It's going to be someone else. This is the happenings of this world. It always comes and goes. You then give honor. You give honor to whom you wish and you debase who you wish. So kingdom is one thing, but the other one is you could have honor and humiliation. That's again up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning you're the giver of all of this. You are the giver of everything. You are the overall giver. And you're also the preventer. You're also the blocker. You're also the one who prevents and who withholds. 
And it is you that whatever you wish happens and whatever you don't wish doesn't happen. So in this verse, what we're basically being told to do is that if you do have something that you consider is a kingdom or honor, then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is telling us that only Allah can give it. So if you have honor, mashallah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given that to you. And every bounty, every ni'mah is an honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, being in this ummah is an honor as well that we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for. Because what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did is that after a long succession of prophets among the Bani Israel, uh, most of the prophets came from them for a very long period of time, one after the other. In fact, multiple prophets at once in the different tribes. Just like we have ulama in the different areas, they actually had prophets, anbiya, among the different tribes. However, that was taken away from them and it was given to this one prophet from the Quraysh. An-Nabi al-Ummi, the unlettered man, the unlettered prophet. Al-Qurashi, al-Makki, al-Ummi, Khatam al-Nubuwa, who then became the final prophet. The prophet before the Prophet ﷺ was Isa salam, who was from the Bani Israel. In a whole line succession, that was 500 and something years before. Then comes the Prophet ﷺ. So there was no prophets for such a long time, even among the Bani Israel, the children of Israel. And then comes uh, this Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he becomes the final Prophet. And then the other thing Allah says is that what we've given you is not just prophecy to who, uh, to those people or groups of people or limited amount of people of the past, but we've actually given prophecy to you, to both the entire humankind and the jinn. Ilathakalain, which essentially refers to the jinn kind and the humans. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also brought together and consolidated for you all of the excellences of the past. The past prophets, the past nations. Allah has given you the best and gathered it all together and given you the best of everything. So why shouldn't, you, why shouldn't we declare this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has actually even given you specific characteristics that He's not given any other prophet. And this is not the time to go into the khasa'is and the characteristics of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There's a whole books written on the unique features of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that nobody else was given. No prophet, no messenger, nobody before him was given. Likewise, the knowledge that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was given, the Sharia, the balance, the moderation, and everything—none of that. <coughs> then, of course, after that, that in a very short amount of time, in just decades, your religion pretty much went around the world, faster than anything before it, went all around the world and then sustained itself. Yes, we have uh, been persecuted and we have faced oppression and we face oppression, but still today Islam goes around the world, even through its difficulties. You see the refugees, many of them for some reason are Muslim, whatever that is by design, by, of course, by decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Germany, you have a certain number of Muslims, like a lot of Turks and others, and then suddenly you get from all these other countries, you get these refugees. Whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has planned, Allah knows best for the next 50, 50 to 100 years. We don't know. But we are praying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us part of the positive change. Because I'm finding these verses, when I read these, I find them extremely uh, hopeful in all of the doom, that gloom that is, that, that is there. 
So it, this is essentially what these verses mean. Now, there's other verses for the Surah Al-Zukhruf, Allah, uh, Allah says in verse 31, وَقَالُوا لَوْلَا لَوْلَا نُزِّلَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنُ عَلَىٰ رَجُلٍ مِّنَ الْقَرْيَتَيْنِ عَظِيمٍ One of the questions, you see the people of the Yahud, they didn't want to accept the Prophet ﷺ because he's not from the Bani Israel. He's broken the trend, so they don't accept. They, they, that's one of the reasons that they don't want to accept him. The Meccans didn't want to accept him. They said, oh, where are we going to get prophets from? We've not had a prophet for a long time. You know, we're, we're not prophet uh, nation. So how does a prophet come from us? So they had a big issue with that, those who detracted. That's why in this verse, they said, why couldn't this Qur'an be revealed to a, a mightier person, like a grid that was known for might or ki a, a ruler or something like that from, from uh, these inhabitations? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds, He says, in, in Surah Al-Zukhruf, verse 31, Allah, uh, 32, in the next verse, Allah responds saying, أَهُمْ يَقْسِمُونَ رَحْمَةَ رَبِّكَ uh, Do they divide and distribute Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy? نَحْنُ قَسَمْنَا بَيْنَهُمْ مَعِيشَتَهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا We're the ones who divide and distribute their livelihood in the dunya, in the dunyawi life. وَرَفَعْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ فَوْقَ بَعْضٍ دَرَجَاتٍ And we're the ones who are going to raise certain people over the others. You know, on a smaller scale, you will, you will sometimes see that there are certain families, like people who know the history of the community, you know certain families, they had no ulama among them. Just somebody that was there who respected ilm, who respected knowledge, who respected the deen. And suddenly, mashallah, their children are the ulama leading the masses now. It's not a family thing. It wasn't in the family. It didn't run in the family. There were no ulama in the family. There were no leaders of such uh, caliber. And suddenly, mashallah, they are the ulama of the next generation. There's so many examples of like that. So don't underestimate Allah, your efforts and your du'as, but your ambitions. That's very important. You must have an ambition for the future. And not just for you, but for your progeny until the day of judgment. Why would you just have an ambition for yourself until you die? Why not have an ambition for your children? Well, not just for your children, for your grandchildren. And even your great-great-grandchildren that you will not see, most likely. But why not have an ambition for them and make dua for them as well? And then Allah will bring, Allah will bring it to be, insha'Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allahu a'lamu haythu yaj'alu risalata. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows where to put his message. He gives it to whomever he wills. That's Surah Al-An'am. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules and at the end of that inshallah you will have gotten the, the basics of 
uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.